continue on um, prayer. Um, we ended 
of talking about what prayer was and how we should pray and how we should just talk to the Lord all the time because the Lord says pray without ceasing and and you might think that it's around the clock and I suppose it is you know but it's not round the clock on your knees it's not round the clock in the church it's not round the clock it's wherever you are wherever you are you can pray to the Lord you can just share what you would with a good friend you know, share things that you don't want to share with a good friend, you know. You can just talk to him about things that make you sad, things that make you happy, things that make you irritated, things that make you worry. Um, right, and then you can find yourself simply praising him, you know. So you, th you, th so you look around and you, you look at all the beautiful things that he has given us to live with in this world and you can just thank him that's praying just to say thank you so we ended uh by ended there and what i want to continue to do is to talk about really you know the essentials of prayer which is modeled after the lord's prayer so first of all it's um I'm basing this on an article that I read that I saw on spiritdaily.com, which came from cbn.com. And it's praying like every moment matters, and you have to because every moment does matter. I don't care. You know, you don't want to take anything for granted. So in this article, it says that praise and thanksgiving and gratitude determines your outlook. It determines, um, and these are like the, I don't know what you call it, but she's using the, the letters of the word pray to talk about the components of prayer. So the first letter of pray is P, so it's praise and thanksgiving and gratitude. Cultivating a heart of thanksgiving goes a long way in determining how you will respond to whatever comes your way, and that is absolute truth. Because if you choose to be grateful instead of complaining and anger and negativity, it shapes your day, it shapes your mind, it shapes your, your uh, heart. Uh, it, it just makes you feel like you're just blessed in the middle of your tests and your trials. It, you're, you're just, you know, and that's what the Lord says. To be grateful for everything and in everything and being thankful in the meantime what that does is it's going to change you it's going to change your heart it's going to change the way you think right and, and it allows the lord to communicate you know when you put yourself in an attitude of praise and where you're giving god the glory you're giving him the honor you're crucifying your flesh. People ask, well, how do you crucify your flesh? You begin to praise the Lord. You begin to acknowledge the Lord. And his anointing uh, comes alive. And there you are in the presence of the Lord giving him the praise. And God can start revealing things. He can grant you a greater understanding. He can give you interpretations and revelations that you normally would not have received or we wouldn't receive if we didn't praise him. You know, so when you read the Bible, it says that God tells you you should be thankful. And the word says to be thankful. 
Right. In everything and for everything. Right. And, and not only because he says so, but you should do it because it's the right thing to do. Right. And someone one time asked me, well, what's the difference between uh, being thankful and praise? And I told them when thankful, usually you're thanking him for something that he's done. Praise is that you usually give him glory just because he's God. You know, just because he is who he is. And when you, when you look around and you just say, Lord, you're, you're just so good. You just, you just recognize the beauty and the majesty of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So the next letter in the word pray is R. And she says that represents repent. And you seek forgiveness from God. You can't just feel sorry you know, remorse. You can't just say, I wish I hadn't done it. That's not enough. You know, you have to, it's a little bit more deeper than that. Repentance is, comes right from your heart. It's not like, oh, I, I wish I didn't do it. I, 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 oh, I'm sorry. Or, um, I don't know how else to put it. Um, the reason why you repent is because you don't want to hurt God. You don't want to be disobedient. You know, you don't you you don't you want the lines of communication to be open between between him and you. You want to obey. You want to do the right thing. And no matter what you do, no matter what you have done, he's always going to love you. He's always going to love you, but you know uh, Esau was good at uh, repenting, but he wasn't. It wasn't really coming from his heart. Right, his, his motives weren't honorable. And, and another thing, the Lord said, when you when you ask the Lord and you're seeking God for the desires of your heart, the Lord said you pray. But part of your prayer, He said, is that you also are forgiving. He said because. When we're praying and we're seeking God to do something for us, a lot of times people, they don't read the word far enough. They just say, well, you know, I can ask the Lord for the desires of my heart. And the Lord said, but when you seek me and you're asking for the desires of your heart, he said, you also ask and forgive. So while, so while, yeah, while you're praying within your spirit, you have to be forgiving. So if, so if someone else has hurt you, you have to be able to forgive. Otherwise, he wouldn't forgive you. Right. So while you're asking God and that's to, in move, the scripture. Right, to move a mountain on your behalf, within your heart, you have to have a forgiving spirit against those who have trespassed or indebted to you. It doesn't make you silly. It doesn't make you weak because you forgive. You know, Jesus forgave, but he also told them, point blank, where their weaknesses were. I mean, he went so far as to tell them, the queen of Sheba is going to rise with this generation. So he was telling them right there, you guys are going to die and go to hell. <laughs> he was, you know, not that he didn't forgive them when he was on the cross, but he actually told things just like they were, you know. So I don't even think they caught it. When, you know, he said, you know, the people in Nineveh, they're going to rise with this generation, meaning they were lost, and you are too. He was telling them, you guys, this generation is the evil one, he said. It's going into perdition. But it doesn't mean he didn't forgive them. The truth is just the truth. So um, if we're modeling 
our prayers after the Lord's Prayer. In the Lord's Prayer, it says, forgive us as we forgive others. Right. Forgive us our debts as we forgive right. our trespasses as we forgive others. Right. So when we're praying, especially, you know, when, when you're shutting everything out and you're praying as unto the Lord, you'll find yourself, because he, he gave them the model or the example that John the Baptist had, had given. But this is before the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When you're praying in the Spirit, and you'll pray, you'll hit these, these markers, you know, it's just automatic. You're going to give God the glory. You're going to give him the honor. You're going to give him the praise. You're going to be in an attitude of love and forgiveness. You know, you're going to seek the Lord. You're going to ask for his guidance. You're going to acknowledge him. So you, the Holy Ghost, he said, will make intercession for you. Even making uh, groanings and moanings and utterance before the Lord, you don't understand because it's being an uh, intercessor between you and God. So you just pray. Now, if you don't yet have the Holy Ghost, you pray in faith, looking for the Lord to undertake and put you in a position where you can receive his spirit and not shortchange yourself and be found lacking. You don't want to be the five foolish virgins. You want to be the five wise virgins. You want to, you know, he recognized that you're clean, but, that, but it takes more than that. So you, you want... And the Lord wants you to have, and for us to have, everything that he promised us. Everything. Okay, so now the next letter in the word pray is A. And I like this. I like this. She's, so it stands for ask, presenting your requests to God. So in this article, she says, she doesn't encourage holding back. Right. She says, you're not bothering him. He likes to hear from you. And this, this is what's in the article. No need to fake the funk and request what you ought to pray for. So, you know, sometimes you think that you shouldn't ask for the Lord because it's too excessive or, or it's too much. Or No, you have to ask. And the reason, one of the primary reasons why you go to God in prayer, that's part of seeking, that's part of knocking, uh, because... You need the Lord to let you know whether or not what you're asking for is within his will. You need the Lord to communicate with you. You need the Lord to tell you something. And the thing is, if you hold back and you don't ask, you know you want to ask. You know you want to ask mm -hmm. the Lord for something. And mm -hmm. you're just, you really want to ask. And he knows but your heart. But then you say, no, I'm not going to ask for that. But he knows what you're thinking. Right. He knows what you're, what's in your heart. He knows right. this already. So, so ask him. And then he'll let you know whether or not it's within his will. He will guide you so that what you're asking for or what it is that you truly desire is this. And, and then, you know, you, you, you know the difference between what you need and what you want. Mm -hmm. You know, because... You ought to know. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and but I mean... You know what if, I ask the Lord? If you're thinking of something grandiose that, you know... Well, I don't know. But, you know, I told the Lord... Bless me, Lord, to want what I need. Because God said he'll supply your every need. So I tell the Lord, well, Lord, please bless me to want what I need. Because a lot of people don't want what they need. They want what they want, but not necessarily what they need. Yeah. And then be honest. Be honest with God about what you want. Be honest about what you need. You know, like if you're sick and you really want to, or you're crippled and, you know, there's a need to walk. You want to walk. Mm -hmm. There's a need to walk. So I'd say that's a need, not mm -hmm. oh, not a 
just a desire, not just a want, but that's mm -hmm. something necessary right. for you to get by in life. Right. And then if you have just a want, that's something that basically that you don't need, then you have to know that whatever it is that you want is within God's will. So, you know, what comes to my mind right away is that, you know, when people get older and then they start to exercise, mm -hmm. you know, and they're just kind of <laughs> real slow. Or, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they want to do a, a, what do you call those runs, 5K run or whatever. <laughs> uh -huh. You know, that's a want. But the Lord will give it to you if that's what you want. If you're 80 years old and you mm -hmm. want to <laughs> run a race, mm -hmm. he'll give it to you if, if it's in his will. You know, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't hold back. No. You know, I started, I, I, you know, sometimes I think about, you know, I'm always writing prayer requests and I'm always stuffing them in my Bible mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I got the date on it and everything. And uh, sometimes I start like a little book and I've got all these prayer requests and I started another one just recently. And I think about, boy, should I die? Should the Lord take me? And people are cleaning out my house. They're going to know exactly <laughs> what I've been praying for and what I've been asking the Lord for, you know, and um, how I feel. They're going to really know how I feel mm -hmm. if somebody cleans out my house after mm -hmm. I'm gone, <laughs> you know. But, but, you know, it's on my mind. So I have to get it off of my mind and into a, a prayer request book, you know, that this is, Lord, I'm, th this is what I'm asking you for, you know, and I put a date on there, and then sometimes things are answered right away, and sometimes they're not, you know, but I think about everything, I, things that make me sad, things that make me angry, things that make me happy, and then, and then there are things that I find lately because in the past, when I wrote out prayer requests, asking the Lord for things, I would ask for just so much. And it's like my faith has developed to the point where I'm asking for more than that. I'm asking for more than enough. I'm asking for an overflow. I'm asking for greater than. You know, and I realize that all these years that I've been writing out prayer requests and putting them in my Bible, that it was just the minimum, the bare minimum. And we don't have to do that. And just like this woman says in this article, don't hold back. There, you're not bothering God. You know, he wants to know what the desires, and he wants to grant you the desires of your heart. Right. He, he wants to he grant wants you the desires of your heart. Yes. So. Not everything is going to come to pass. So if you want to become a philanthropist and you're dirt poor now, you might not get to that point. I don't know. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. But Right. But you have to know when you're asking. That's why we go to God in prayer. That's why we seek. That's why we knock. That's why we ask. Because, you know, the Lord will reveal whether or not what you're asking or what you're seeking for. You're just doing that to, to uh, consume upon your own lust. You know, you have to... You have to go to the Lord so that he can guide you. That's why he says, acknowledge me in all your ways. You know, you can say, well, I'll pray for this, but common sense says I shouldn't have to pray for that. No, he said, in all your ways, you acknowledge me. You know, and you know he said he'll supply your need, but you thank him and you acknowledge the fact that he supplied the need. You know, and I just, it's just amazing how some people feel like 
they don't have to go to God for everything. And they, they feel like there's some things that we should know just on our own. And okay. I said, how would I know? Somebody once told me, I was telling them about how, you know, the Lord sees it. And they said, well, you shouldn't even have to worry about how the Lord sees it. You should see. I said, what? Well, how would I see? I said, without God, I would see nothing. I mean, they said, well, the Bible says, that's, well, that's the Lord. You know, I, I, I just, I, I, that flabbergasted me because they were saved. And I said, if the Lord doesn't show me, how would I know? If God doesn't reveal the truth to you, how would you know what the truth is? You know, you'd be dumb like Pilate. What is truth? <laughs> you have to wait for God to, to show you. That's why you go to him in prayer. I don't even leave the house without asking the Lord to come with me. Mm-hmm. I ask him to be with me, spend the rest of the day with me, to protect me, to watch over me, to just keep me company. It, just before I walk out the door, I ask, that's the last thing I do before I leave the house. I ask him, Father, please come with me. I invite you to come with me so that you can just, we can just spend the rest of the day together. You know, keep us, com- keep each other company. Mm-hmm. Not that he needs my company, but I feel better if I ask him to come along. You know. Right. Ask for his protection. You know, when you step out the door and you're, or you're going someplace, I said, I'll be back if the Lord will, you know, in the name of Jesus. And some people think, think that's excessive, you know. To, well, I'm excessive. Know, right. I said, well, I'm over the top. I really, I really have the Lord's protection. Then, I'm over the top. Being at your own risk. Right. Yeah. Rather than have somebody else try to validate me. No, no, no. I'd rather ask the Lord. Lord, be a fence around me. Protect my going out and my coming in. What do they call it? They don't call it overkill. They, there's another word it's for it. Obsessive. You're I don't a fanatic. Know. <laughs> fanatic. I'm a fanatic. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If I'm that, so be it. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, the last letter of the word pray is why. And this, I think, is a very, one of the very important things is, and she says it's yield. Surrender to God. Mm-hmm. Surrender. Doesn't mean that you don't work. It just means that you don't move ahead of God and what he has clearly asked you or convicted of you or empowered you to do. You just don't go in your own way. Right. You yield to him and his way. Right. And you yield, and it's very important that when God gives you an answer, that you accept what the answer is. So in this article, she says, the evidence of our lack of surrender is often seen in our cycle of prayer, emotions, and actions. We pray. Then we get up and don't act like we believe God is handling what we laid at his feet. Right. What I want you to hear is that even though it feels scary to surrender, God is trustworthy. When you yield God is faithful to give you what you need to obey and to remain faithful. Right. And so you don't set yourself up for thinking that the answer is going to be exactly what you think it should be. Because it might not be. The Lord might give you an answer that is the exact opposite of what you were expecting. So when you pray and you go to God, that yielding is very important because whatever the Lord tells you, what is or what is not his will, you have to be able to accept it. And not begrudgingly either. You know, 
And sometimes I would think about when people, when you, when you Lord said, pray for them that despitefully use you. You know, I was thinking, Lord, sometimes I believe people don't pray for people that despitefully use them. They pray on them, not for them, because they, get them. they have a Jonah. Give them what they deserve. Right, they have a Jonah complex. Yeah, they just, because they know God is merciful. And if you really truly pray for somebody, what you think should have happened to them might not. <laughs> you might see that the Lord says, no, I'm going to show the mercy. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. Sometimes your answer to your prayers can take the wind out of your sails. Yes. And, um, and, and I know this was a small thing, but I remember praying for a car, a car and Drove all the way to West Bend. I just knew I was going to be able to buy this car, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Got there, and it was already sold. Yeah. I couldn't even speak on the way home. <laughs> I was so disappointed. I was so, so down. I couldn't even speak. I thought, well, Lord, <laughs> whatever your will is, you know. But, but yielding to the Lord has mm -hmm. a lot of benefits. It, right. It's very helpful to you it that's one of the things key elements in your journey on to getting salvation right right and then I, I can't stress enough and like in mark in the 11th chapter and around the 24th verse it says therefore i say unto you what things whatsoever ye desire when you pray he said believe that you receive and you shall have and when you stand praying, forgive. See, and a lot of people have missed that part. He says, the Lord said, I can ask and I can just receive. But, oh, there's and one said, more. Right. You forgive. Well, while you're praying now, forgive. He said, and if, if you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses, you have to forgive them theirs. You mm -hmm. have to forgive. Now, if they don't ever talk to you, Mm -hmm. You know, that's fine. Right. You, you did what you were supposed to do. Right. You know, so when I pray, you know, I tell the Lord that if nobody ever wants to talk to me again, if they, they're so mad, you know, I forgive them for everything that they've done. It doesn't matter to me. I ask you, that you bless them and undertake for them and save their souls and heal the heart, heal the hurts, heal them and deliver them from whatever it is that they're going through. Mm -hmm. Um. But if they never want to talk to me again, that's okay too. Right. You know, because it's not up to me. It's right, because like the Lord said, and like when Paul was talking, he said, I just want to know Jesus Christ and him crucified among you. You don't have to tell me anything else. I don't have to know what your favorite food, your favorite color, it doesn't matter. Right, don't bring me nothing else but yeah, Jesus. Yeah, can you get a prayer through? You know, do you believe in the power of, of salvation? That's what, that's what you want to know. Those are the important things. Did you repent? Yes. So that brings us to the close of our program and the close of our topic on prayer. Well, praise the Lord and let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven 
just for you now. Ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, what is the first of all commandments? And the answer is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And that answer can be found in Mark chapter 12, verses 29 to 30. And it says, And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. This week's food for thought is, what is it that no man can tame? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought. 